Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today's gospel has puzzled and fascinated Christians throughout the centuries, and it has opened up a wide variety of different interpretations. The story of the Canaanite woman asking for Jesus to cure her daughter. Now, it's a simple request placed upon Jesus, like all other requests throughout the four gospels. A typical day in the life of Christ is he would preach, teach, and heal. Jesus cures at random. Remember as he is passing through Jericho, blind Bartimaeus shouts out, Son of David, have pity upon me. Jesus takes him and he cures him of his blindness. In other cases, Jesus carries out curing people in great numbers. Remember just a few weeks ago, before Jesus performs the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and feeding 5,000, it says he cured the people all day long, all that were presented to him. Jesus himself said he came to heal and save, and he demonstrated that repeatedly. But that does not appear so in this case with this woman. But herein lies the beauty and the mystery of this story. Jesus, through this woman, teaches the apostles, and now us, what faith looks like, what genuine faith looks like. Now remember the story of the feeding of the 5,000. The apostles doubt it. They really didn't fathom the true meaning of the miracle that Jesus performed. Well, remember last week, Peter, as he's walking on the water, his faith failed him. And in doing so, he falls into the water. Jesus grabs him. He gets him back into the boat and rebukes him. And he says to Peter, O you of little faith. And so Jesus is trying to teach the apostles what faith looks like. Notice how the story opens. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity upon me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. This woman, she calls out. Now notice the title that she uses. She knows exactly who Jesus is. So she approaches Jesus with faith, that he and only he, can cure her daughter. Now that's important, and Jesus knows that. Now, how does he respond? Well, he ignores her, doesn't he? He gives her the cold shoulder. Now, one of the worst things that we can do to another person is ignore them, because in doing so, we don't acknowledge their presence. It's like the person feels like they don't even exist in our own eyes. Now, the apostles, they chime in. And they say, send her away. She keeps calling out after us. The apostles attempt to brush her off. Notice Jesus' response. He says, I've been sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus appears indifferent, doesn't he? It's not like Jesus to act this way. 
Now, it's important to note, if this woman's faith was tenuous at best, if it wavered, she would probably give up, given the opposition that she was facing. But she doesn't. Again, go back to last week. Peter sank into the water because of his lack of faith. And Jesus identified just that. Well, in this woman's case, it's just the opposite. Her faith is getting stronger because of the opposition that she faces. Now, the story continues. It says, the woman did him homage. It's an act of reverence. So, she probably ran ahead and knelt before him, blocking his way. Now, this is an incredible scene. And then she says, Lord, help me. Now, Jesus responds and he says, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Now, this seems incredibly out of characteristic for Jesus. First, he ignores this poor woman. Next, the apostles tell Jesus to get rid of her, which is an indirect insult. Finally, Jesus directly insults her by comparing her to a dog, or it seems to be that way. Now, if you look at the original Greek word that Jesus uses to describe dog, it's kainarion, which in English means puppy. See, Jesus carefully chooses that specific word, kainarion, puppy, and in some ways, he's being playful with this woman. What is Jesus really doing here? He's trying to draw out that woman's faith so as to teach the apostles what authentic faith looks like and how it reveals itself, especially to the apostles, now that their faith is wavering, it's hot and cold. Now notice this woman's response. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Her response is one of boldness coupled with humility. How does Jesus respond to her? He says, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Now, there is only one other person that Jesus proclaims that their faith is great in all four of the Gospels. It's the Roman centurion in chapter 4. Jesus never makes that boast about his apostles. And so it begs the question, why? Why is this woman's faith great? Well, first of all, it's perseverance. You see that movement of perseverance throughout the story. She first calls out and she's ignored. Then she runs ahead and blocks Jesus' passage. And finally, with her quick wit in her exchange with Jesus, Jesus proclaims that she has great faith. See, it's precisely in this movement in which this woman encounters opposition. And yet, in that very opposition, her faith gets stronger and stronger. Cardinal John Henry Newman once said, Things by opposition grow. I'll say that again. Things by opposition grow. Well, we see that firsthand in this story with this woman. She is opposed by Jesus and by the apostles. And yet each time, her faith gets stronger and stronger. You see this also in all walks of life. I'll give you a great example of this. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is arguably one of the greatest golfers in our lifetime. At a young age, his dad recognized that he had a great gift for golfing. And yet he knew if Tiger simply played golf with other kids his own age, his talent wouldn't grow and develop to its true potential. 
So his dad forced Tiger to play with older kids. His dad would sign Tiger up to play in tournaments, and he forced Tiger to play with older kids that were bigger, stronger, that could hit the ball longer, putt better. Therefore, Tiger continually faced opposition as he played golf when he was a young boy. And yet it was precisely in that opposition that brought out Tiger's great gifts and made him the great golfer that he is today. Things by opposition grow. And see, that's exactly what happens in this story. This woman is met with opposition. First, silence. She's ignored. Then the apostles tell Jesus to dismiss her. Then Jesus appears to insult her. And yet through that opposition, we see her faith grow stronger and stronger. So that's one reason why Jesus says her faith is great. A second reason why her faith is great is because of hope. Hope is necessary with faith. Hope is that confident affirmation that God is faithful to us and that God will complete what he began in us. Hope, you could say, is that lifeline that sustains us. It keeps us from drowning in the midst of chaos in our life. And we all have chaos in our life now more than ever, especially as we live in this pandemic. Our lives have been turned upside down. Worse yet, we turn on the news and we see violence in our streets, throughout the cities, in our country. And the economy is like a roller coaster. One day it's up, one day it's down. People don't know if they're going to have a job today or tomorrow or the next week. And so we need hope. And see, this woman has hope. Hope in Jesus and who he is, the Son of God, and the hope that he will cure her daughter. Friends, if we are hopeless, then we have nothing to look forward to. The opposite of hope is despair. A hopeless person lives in constant despair, always in dread of the future. Well, that can't be for us. We, like this woman, we have to have hope in our faith. Hope gives us the confidence of what is desired, and that is God's will for us, and it will be attained. Now, go back to the beginning of the story. What was Jesus trying to do? He was trying to teach his apostles what faith looks like. Well, in this woman is this beautiful portrait for each and every one of us to look at and to see exactly what faith looks like. Again, go back to that principle. Things by opposition grow. Well, you see that very clearly in this story with this woman. That's why Jesus declares her faith to be great. Well, the same thing should hold true for us. We should expect opposition as we are followers of Christ. Will our prayers always be answered the way we want them right away? Well, no. Will we face challenges in our life? Yes. No one's immune from them. Will living out our faith always be easy? No. Sometimes it will be very difficult. But like this woman, we have perseverance and we have hope. Like this woman, we persevere. We don't give up. We push through any opposition, and in doing so, we become stronger and stronger in our faith. And also, we have hope. We have the confident affirmation that we have an all-faithful and all-loving God who will complete 
what he began in us. See, when we have perseverance and hope in our faith, then Jesus will look at us and smile at us, just like he did with this woman, and declare to us, how great is your faith. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.